food and beverage is such an exciting space and i'm sure many of you are looking to build a career in this industry stay tuned as we go deeper into this subject Welcome to the Zista podcast where we invite industry leaders and academicians to answer questions that students have within a particular area. Today we're focusing on food and beverage and joining us is Gavin Varamuthu. Gavin is based in Dubai. He's the F&B manager at the Vanaroni Resorts and he has over 9 years of experience in the industry. Gavin has studied at the prestigious Swiss Hotel Management School and has been making a mark for himself in the F&B industry. Let's go straight into this session. All right. Welcome to the podcast, Gavin. We're delighted to have you here today. Thank you, Amit. Thank you. Thank you for welcoming me. I wanted to start by asking you about some emerging trends and innovations that are actually shaping the F&B industry. So, in terms of emerging trends, right now you can see in the F&B, you know, let's not let's not forget that a couple of years ago, two years ago exactly, we we got a big hit with COVID. You know, yes. So hospitality was one of the most affected. Um, industry in the world, no matter where you are from the world. We all know that COVID was transmitted basically because of people traveling and all, and let's not forget hospitality is linked to traveling. So therefore that did take a big hit to hospitality and everyone was staying at home. Everyone was working from home. Hospitality industries took a big hit. A lot of people in different uh, part of the world, let it be F&B, let it be front office, had to help other departments to see how to make the hotel survive, you know, so that helped discover like for example when i was in the seychelles during that time i was doing some paintings and also I, I was painting i was helping the the team to like for maintenance work some others was doing gardening and all but then it also made us understand how the fmb world was going to be changing on that side you know so uh, you could see that people being at home had an actual stability in terms of mental you know so therefore emerging trends would be the healthy side where before we used to have a culinary where it was all about the luxury products of the caviar, the truffles and all of that. People started being more healthy because being stuck at home in a closed environment and being mentally affected by it had to mean you had to have a healthy lifestyle. And healthy lifestyles means is very easily to sustainable, you know. So sustainability right now is a big thing. Recently in Dubai, um, literally two weeks ago, we, we, had, we were hosting in the whole of Middle East, the COP28. Right. And COP20, the biggest topic was sustainability. So here itself in the Middle East being, of course, a very dry area, it's kind of hard to cultivate and grow products, but they've manufactured and created areas to, to do such things, you know. Um, believe it or not, in, in the region where the weather is very hot, dry, they have oysters as well. So we have sustainable dry, uh, sorry, sustainable oysters uh, that is local, a Dibabe oyster, for example. So on our menu now, uh, it's it's obligatory by the local law of the UAE to have sustainable products. So these are the current trends. So very healthy, organic, and sustainable. Those are the current trends right now in terms of food. And you're absolutely right. And I think these trends will actually gather steam as we move forward. Um, the world that we live in is getting more health conscious, more conscious about the choices they're making from a lifestyle perspective, from a food perspective. And of course, that's having a, a rub off on the food and beverage industry. Um, I also wanted to ask you, you know, about trends and innovations that are impacting three constituents, say consumers, producers, and distributors. Sure. Uh, I mean, in terms of, of different stakeholders and shareholders, 
the consumers themselves are very health conscious. So therefore, um, whenever even going to the groceries nowadays, or even us as a hotels, when we're purchasing our products, where we used to have the highest brand, the highest concentration of the highest base of quality, we're now very health conscious on conscious on what is given in terms of the benefits, you know? So we take care of carbon footprints. We take care of all of those things into consideration. We have um, the Michelin Guide that arrived in the Middle East. We are fortunate enough to have two of our restaurants, one with the two Michelin star and one that is acknowledged in the Gue Mio and the Michelin Guide. And we're actually aiming for the green star. What does that mean is where all our food products that are being sourced are locally sourced, sustainable, or even plant-based and zero plastic. So we're going literally to that level where we're really taking care of the environment and all. And it's not just us, it's the whole world itself. Let's not forget hospitality is a place where people travel to destinations and so forth. And of course, they want to try the best food and everything, but we also need to take care of the planet. And therefore, those are the current trends and innovation where if you want to demark yourself into a competitive world, you need to have that edge. That's the little step light in the pipeline in order to, to succeed. Let's put it that way. You know, it's you mentioned plant-based, and you know, in different parts of the world, uh, the entire plant-based movement, vegan, veganism is really rising. So, you know, in Dubai, where you're based, are you seeing that trend picking up as well? Do you see a lot of new vegan outlets and establishments coming up? Look, um, the UAE itself uh, it constitutes of around 11 million people. Out of the 11 million, 1.1 are local people, and the rest of them are expats. When we talk right. about expat, we put people from all the way the Eastern Europe, Western Western world, and then also from Asia. And everyone has their own culture. But when you look at the world of what Dubai is trying to be a very healthy, sustainable place, people are being more health conscious. The moment you start doing more sports and more um, kind of healthy lifestyle, it follows through what you're eating through as well. Let's not forget, the best way for a diet is all about eating healthy. So therefore, people sure. for us work now uh, for our breakfast, we, we at the one and only Ron Raj, we, we, we focus a lot on breakfast. So therefore, we have a one and only breakfast standard. And it's not just um, stability of putting things up. Of course, you will still have your, your, your crazy egg benedicts, your pancakes, your waffles. Sure. But we have a healthy corner. We have something also called the guilt-free corner. Where it's not about people who's just intolerant because we do have a lot of place. You could see the trend throughout the years where people are being more affected by health-wise, where people are more, you know, having allergies, constraints, but there's also people who's being health conscious, who doesn't want to eat too much um, gluten. So therefore you always have to adapt to those demands and in the market. We recently were doing the study for our festive period and the trend for the last seven years where people were having a standard menu and just serving, nowadays the dietary requirements are heavy. We're talking about heavy in terms of I'm gluten, I'm pescatarian, I'm vegan, I'm vegetarian, and we sure. hate to that. So this became a challenge where you need to innovate and you need to be flexible. You cannot not have something unavailable at one point, you know? Yes, it is a better choice, of course, for health-wise, but also for us to keep competitive with the market. So you were asking if UAE has have a trend? Yes, there is. There's a big one where you can see the market fluctuating when you go to a store itself or even in the hospitality industry, specialized restaurants just for that. Green restaurants, uh, only sustainable restaurants, plant-based restaurant and there is a big one in the UAE itself which was part of the COP28 we had a fun we had an event with them as well where they were just put producing all their products and therefore you could taste their products which is believe it or not plant-based but did not taste plant-based you know yeah 
truly there's a lot of innovation happening in that space and i've sampled a lot of uh, plant-based products and i found them to be quite good quite tasty uh and of course it's a healthier choice to make so it's it's really good you know um i wanted to ask you gavin do you see any breakthroughs or uh, you know really groundbreaking changes that have revolutionized the fnb world uh do you do you see any of these actually shaping the way we cook eat and enjoy food and beverage there are there are recent trends and uh uae is becoming one of them as well um i would say mainly in asia has been the innovation with the kickstart has started where we have dining experiences so this is where we add technology and we break through another sense, if you know what I mean. What, what I mean by that is where the, ideally in an ideal world, whenever you go to a restaurant, there's two reasons for success is the food and the service, right? So good food and good service, people will go and come back. And it makes it, it creates a joy and it creates a memory for the guest. Nowadays, those chefs are taking it to another level with the culinary experiences where you can be dining in the dark, you can be dining with uh, LED tables and lights, and represent that area. For example, there was um, a grass-fed beef that was being served, and they would praise a uh, mist of fresh grass. You know, when you wake up in the morning on the grass, you see the first dew, and you could sure. smell that on that. And this is what really uplifts and, and brings that. So that is the current trend of technology arriving in, but also what makes a success nowadays in terms of breakthroughs, in terms of that, I would say is storytelling. because. Having a concept where, okay, I'm having a steakhouse, I'm having an Italian restaurant with all my pastas, my pizza and all. But storytelling, basically you're transporting the guests to another level where you're in the, enhancing the experience by telling them your experiences from your grandmother's route to all that way, but also a lot of technology as well being involved. And it's all about, the real breakthrough for me is like, when I go to a dining experience, I look at all those elements, you know, but what is the recent breakthrough I would say this technology side, I do agree it brings it to another level, but I also like to have a good food and, and, and just a, a pleasant service, you know? So it really depends. So, so, sometimes it goes overboard, like you lose that touch and you lose that dining thing. So it's finding the right balance, I would say. It's really interesting, you know, um, to see the human element, the human touch kind of coming together with technology to really curate a fantastic experience for guests. And I think a lot of industries, a lot of service industries look up to, you know, uh, the F&B industry, the hospitality industry to pick up some of these best practices in trying to kind of replicate those practices in their industries. How do you make guests feel special? How can you really give personalized service? And I think uh, the F&B industry, the, the hospitality industry is leading in that front. The world that we live in today F&B is playing such an important role in defining the success of a hotel. So it's not just your your banqueting revenues. I mean, what I mean, it's not just your revenue from mice events or just from accommodation. It's the food and beverage which brings customers back, attracts locals to walk in because locals may not land up staying. But if you have a fantastic outlet, which is serving really good food, fantastic service, you're going to attract locals. And uh, that's a great way to engage with the local economy and keep on attracting guests. What's your view on that? You know, in order to attract guests, it's it's pretty simple, I would say. You know, in an ideal world, this is what restaurants was in the past, was good food, good service. The Michelin Guide 
was then created for that, where it gave the recommendations all around the world. Okay, look, if you're traveling to that area of the world and you're going there, try this restaurant. It's really good food. You'll enjoy the service. That's what food and beverage expense has all been about, you know? Nowadays, in order to survive the harsh reality of food and beverage in the, in the hospitality world, is a lot about marketing as well. So marketing right now is the number one thing that can really differentiate you and your competitors. So if you have a very strong marketing, the influential rate will always be higher. Um, social media, right, for instance. So the more you have marketing, the more you have that, this is what it's going to attract the guests and this is how you sell it. But it's also a very dangerous tool, I believe, because marketing, you can be selling the A-star product, but you might be delivering a C product. And therefore, that difference rate might affect you because by the same way that you promote it to social media, that guest who had a bad experience can, prom can demote you to a C, to a D grade, because simply that it was not to the value and the standard. So it's a risk to take. Uh, I believe marketing is a big tool, it's a big asset, and it needs to be done, but in a proper way and in a fair justice way as well, because there is a lot of abuse of marketing that does not give the right means and right ends, you know? We, we live in an industry where the most secretive restaurants, the most, not luxurious, the most hidden gems are not on the marketing tool. But it's me having experience and loving that experience and telling it to you, the word of mouth. And that is the biggest marketing tool. So marketing does not essentially just mean the social media side where I'm just posting my pictures, I'm going, I'm having an Instagram post. Oh, by the way, look what I ate today. I know it was really good, you know. But it's, it's if I tell you to face-to-face -to -face and I do not show you the picture, but I explain you the experience, I'm selling it to you, it's because it touched me. And let's not forget it. The moment you felt touched by an experience from the, the food, the service, you yourself right now will tell me, Gavin, I'm going to that restaurant. And that is the biggest asset. And how do you do that? By genuine service and good care and good food. So no matter how much I used to fight with my chefs, I have to get along with them. So if I don't, if I go to good food, so if I do a good service and it doesn't, it doesn't create me a great dish, it doesn't compensate on both ends. So it's a teamwork at the end of the day. So it's really important to, to see the right balance, I would say. Awesome. Thanks for, you know, explaining that so well, Gavin. Um, in the F&B space, so you have food and beverage. Are you seeing any significant changes happening on the beverage side of the business? Yes. Um, we're heading right now a big, big trend on well, first of all, the cocktail side, we were going on to a lot of mixology and all we're doing a lot of clarification with milk and everything. So it's like a see-through clear cocktail. That's one of the current trends I know every day. And it's all about also how people used to take pictures of food. Now people are taking pictures of drinks, you know? So that's that, that's the transition you're going between the food and the beverage. But it's also the selection. Um, a big thing that's happened also is the non-alcoholic selection. We like to call it the zero proof where it's a very five percentage of alcohol, literally 0.001 that is tolerable in the UAE with alcohol licensing to be served. Because, and the most important, it's health conscious. Let's not, let's not forget, alcohol might taste good in our mouth, but doesn't mean it's healthy for us. But of course, when you're having a dining experience, you always want a decent a cocktail or a, a selection of wine. And so it came a very important where also the dining experiences throughout, it's important to have a beverage selection. So all Michelin stars, whenever they're having a food pairing, has a beverage pairing as well. So this creates really to another elevation of service. So you have um, mixology um, pairings for that. So you can have either a selection of cocktails for each dishes, or you have a selection of wines for each dishes as well. So this is where the trend has become like, beverage has been as important as the food, where food was the majority of the thing, was the 90% of the show, 
now it became a, a pretty fair balance of 60 to 40. Interesting. Interesting. And thank you for highlighting that. You're welcome. It's been wonderful talking to you, Gavin. I just want to thank you for taking time out in your day and joining us on this podcast. I've really enjoyed this discussion and I've learned so much uh, in the course of this conversation. Thank you, Amit. Thank you. Anytime. I enjoyed today's session. The food and beverage space is one thing that continues to innovate and continues to evolve. Some of the broad themes and trends that we're seeing is sustainability, organic food, plant-based food, and curating experiences which have a combination of technology and storytelling. We're going to be welcoming Gavin once again on the Zista podcast and going to take this conversation further. Subscribe to our channel on YouTube to get notifications when new content goes live. Follow us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Our handle is the Zista podcast. Till we meet again, we'd say stay curious. <laughs>